Welcome to Machine Learning. I'm going to talk about investment managers and how um, they are profiting from the casino economy. So once the uh, dollar was unpegged from gold in part, not in total, because FDR had put in the law an executive order requiring that the dollar have a certain percentage backed by gold. And that's why Fort Knox exists. If the, if the gold was not a requirement for backing of the dollar, there would, need, there would be no need for the uh, Treasury to have gold in the uh, gold reserve. So there is a still executive order where gold is required. So the dollar is not true fiat, even though you'll hear people say that it is. And the production of money requires a certain amount of gold. And that's why the gold prices go up uh, during periods where you have large amounts of monetary expansion. And so in a way, the precious metals are a safety for measuring the value of the currency. So the, as inflation increases, the economists always measure inflation as a ratio of gross national product. So they're saying, well, okay, how, much, how many goods and services are trading as a result of more money and easy credit? So that, that that gave rise to the financial sector and the birth of the corporation. Before the 18th century, corporations were not huge, but as they built the legal mechanisms and the financial mechanisms, they were able to um, they were able to build the uh, they were able to build the corporation and. The corporation then used the money from the financial sector to pay for wages and to buy resources and to buy other companies. And so you see today the effect of large corporations, which are big buildings, um, large number of employees, and the rise of the human organizational structure where uh, – you can th see things where there is a conformity issue to controlling the larger group. And so they use organizational behavior, and you can follow along in either the carrot or the stick. And sometimes corporations do use the stick in order to uh, achieve conformity. So you either perform at a certain level of expectation, or you uh, go on to other employment and uh, versus uh, the carrot where you you motivate by incentive and the human energy of the group, which is what I, I like to see is I believe in adaptive systems that are driven by energy and energy is the major in the group of the performance. 
And so I'm always looking for things where you can apply impact, transform the company, and then move on. And uh, now having said that, do I actually believe it? And I'm, I'm starting to uh, analyze my own strategies and reasons for doing certain things. And, uh, and you know, looking to see how can I transform organizations that I'm in. Because adaption and energy and group think are really important. Well, going back to the financial sector, uh, the human organization allowed for larger groups to be formed inside corporations. So you had a, a human resource department, and their their job was to acquire talent and skills and roles. And so then you define roles, and within those roles, you acquire individuals with certain skills. And so now you have an organization that can be supported by different people in different roles with different skills. Now, what does that actually mean technically? Could you have uh, 100 data scientists working together and performing certain roles? And the answer is yes. And so you payroll or bankroll that, uh, that led degree of labor and they perform a specific role. Which is interesting because I, I was talking to a colleague and he mentioned that in his six-man team, they were all data scientists, but none of them knew deep learning. And um, I did ask him why he was not using deep learning, and he didn't know it. And I, and I was kind of surprised because he's a Ph.D. candidate, and he doesn't know deep learning. I was like, how can you not know deep learning? It is... Uh, a requirement in today's industry to be able to uh, apply the deep learning algorithms to problems in either time series or classification or trend, which is time series, or anomaly detection, or even the new one will be action. And so if you can't apply that, then um, then it seems to me that you're in an older technology. And they use the machine learning because it's incremental, it's safe, they, you know, they, they, you can apply statistics to prove the machine learning algorithms. And, and, uh, and for that reason, there's a lot of uh, companies that still stay with the older technologies. They don't use the, the deep learning, the Keras networks, the multiple networks in combination, uh, assembly and baggage. Uh, and, and so I was talking to him and said, you know what, you, you continue, if you can continue to develop your team, create this strong energy, provide value to this company, then Build your own company and, and uh, get the financing for it. So you get your first round of financing from the financial sector. And they provide you the funds to build a business. 
And so this gave rise to the entrepreneur, that if you wanted to create value, you, you build, you borrowed money from the financial sector, and you created a company, and you hired people to uh, build things. And so you look for individuals with certain skill sets to fill certain roles. And so this is uh, has been the, the financial sector gave birth to the corporation, and the corporation was really a group of individuals. And those individuals played certain roles, and within those roles, then the organization began to apply tasks to those roles. And from those taskings, they were able to generate value. And so today, people don't work on farms, they don't work in, on the land, they work in large corporations, and some of them were working on things like more financial devices, uh, more investments. And so that gives rise to the second group related to financial, and that is the investment manager. And they're always offering you more money, and they're, they're encouraging you to, to uh, invest their, your money into your retirement plans, and they're telling you, uh, you know, almost like in the casino environment, economy, come, spend, and enjoy. Enjoy a better life. Enjoy a better retirement. So that's the, the dangling uh, enticement is enjoy a better life, at the same time acquiring more and more money and telling you when the economy turns bad that to keep the money there, and it will turn back. And then they always have a nice smile, pleasant uh, demeanor, and asking for more money. Invest more of your hard-earned money into our investment, and then we'll charge you fees. And I've, I've actually noticed that there were quite a few fees that were charged on my investments for my 401k retirement. And some of them were really small. Now, I saw one that was like $460. So they were like, you know, $15, $6. And then there's this huge one for $460. And you can't go to them and say, hey, why did I just get charged this huge amount of money uh, on my account? And then it showed that, you know, the performance on my account was a negative 5%. So I'm like, ah, what's going on? But the investment management uh survives by management fees and not so much penalties because that would be a credit card, but they survive by administrative fees. And somewhere along the line, they probably sent out a letter, which I didn't read, that said they were going to make some adjustments, and those adjustments then had to be translated into uh, additional fees. Or... They didn't have to announce it. They didn't have to tell me why those fees were occurring. They just went through, they did the adjustments, and then they calculated the cost, and then they charged me a fee. Or they adjusted their their fee rates and automatically charged more money. I'm not sure why in this one particular transaction I was had so many fees but maybe it, was, it had to do something with that quarter. 
So again, you're left to speculate as to the why, and unless you contact your uh, your investment manager, you won't know. So those are those are some uh, things that are interesting. Well, you know, and going back to the financial sector, how did the financial sector create jobs in the global economy? Well, then you had this idea of hot money. So investors that took money and they invested it in fast-growing economies, but they were always shy of debt. See, never kid yourself about how investments work. Investments work when debt is low. And so if you're in a fast economy and the debt levels are low, then the investors will keep their money uh, in those emerging markets. But if the debt ratios increase and they become uh, excessive, in their minds, in the investors' minds, which are probably private hedge funds or investment corps or some sort of entity um, that is privately based, it's capitalizing, that they will look at it and say that there might be a chance of default. Their fear is that if debt goes up too high, that the, the entity that borrowed the money will not be able to pay back their debt. So they they flee. And we and we saw that in when in the long term short uh let's see uh, capital management. We saw that where that the emerging markets pulled back. We saw that with the Asian flu crisis where hot money fled the emerging markets as they were worried about the debt level. And and uh, so uh, we saw the government bail out capital management. We saw for $150 billion. But what was risk, at risk was the larger $150 trillion bond market. And so it stabilized the bond market, and we didn't see a, a rapid sell-off of bonds and a huge spike in yields. So the financial sector now controls almost everything that we see in our world, and it's disturbing that big business now influences our political process. So we have politics, and and they do interfere with the economic model. Well, look at gas, for example. It's ridiculous that it's so expensive. But as I have stated before, drilling will be decreased in a time when we should be drilling more. It'll be decreased. There'll be more regulations, political regulations, that block uh, drilling. And then even some of the states where there is no drilling, they've now created laws against uh, oil drilling in those states like Vermont. So then we have the problem of offshore drilling and the environmental issues related to oil spills or any disasters that could occur 
on the offshore drilling has created a lot of fear and blocked a lot of the oil production on the offshore. So now we're left to Alaska oil. And where do you get the oil? How do you move the oil down from Alaska? Well, you'd have to move it by ship or by truck. No pipelines. And so now we can look at the South Dakota and the Montana oil fields, which are very capable of producing all the oil we need, but they are heavily regulated and controlled by political process, federal political process. So there'll be less oil, and will America will eventually become a importer of foreign oil. So we're now going to compete with uh, the world market for their oil. And this happens at a time when China is increasing its consumption of oil and it's partnering with companies in Latin America, in Africa, and acquiring key fields like Azerbaijan and Kazakhstan, where there is oil, and there is also oil in Poland. So if, there, if Russia continues its military expansion and acquires those uh, regions of the world, then they control most of the oil in Europe, which they already do. But the, the ruble is very unstable, and the only thing that stabilizes it is the Chinese yuan. And so there's a lot of trade between Russia and China in the law. And, and, and there's also currency swaps that are keeping the ruble from collapsing. But my guess is that this war in Ukraine will destroy the Russian economy, that it, it will fall into uh, a severe, prolonged de depression, and it'll be the worst that they've ever seen. It'll be worse than the Great Depression because the currency will be have been destroyed. Even though they have the the resource that the world wants, which is they uh, Russia controls the uranium, they control the oil, they control the natural gas, and uh, but yet it will come at a time where their currency will be worth very little. So then they will move maybe to the international currency, which would be the SDR, special draft price. And we can see that China is moving that way, and they're buying up as much paper as they can. So they understand the financial sector. And uh, if you've been listening to my podcast on China's moves in the financial sector, then you kind of become aware that they understand that the financial sector is what keeps companies in operation. Now, why do companies use commercial paper? Why don't they just save their money, build up their cash, and pay for their operation fluctuations with their cash reserves? Well, they can. They can do that. Um, but instead, they might be enticed to distribute their earnings to shareholders. So now you have shareholders, individuals who have a portion ownership of the company in terms of shares where you take the total earnings and you split that up 
by the shareholders and they receive a dividend or capital gain. And so, you know, the political process then is influenced by corporations because they want to reduce the capital gains tax. And so they reduce the gains 